Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Your hosts today, Robbie Rockets, 12617, and the dude, Dariel, are here to bring you a new episode of Spit Wars. Here we go, let's dive in. Dariel, we are finally bringing people our third special episode here on Spit Wars. We're going to rank the Clone Wars and Rebels from personal best to personal worst. Yeah, and we'll start at number 11 and then we'll keep going. We'll work our way up. That's how we do it. Gotta start low. You, uh, you want to kick it off? You want me to kick it off, my friend? I will kick it off. At number 11, I have Clone Wars Season 3. I see. Just <laughs> because the back and forth is really confusing. Uh, I, I'll, I'll totally And I remember there. when the season premiered, the back and forth confused me. Yeah, no, it, it's very confusing. Like, it, it was like, it's very Star Wars-esque to uh, yeah. have a story out of place. But for a TV show to do it, like, every episode is part of another episode from the previous seasons. It's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just a lot. So, And it takes away from the overall... Story, story of the season yeah yeah no i i could totally agree with you on that um though that did not make my number 11 oh okay. my, my number 11 is the clone wars season one ah okay season one is listen season one's not bad you have some good like you have good arcs in there like the malevolence mm. and you have you know rookies and all that stuff but you know, my thing is season one, there is way too much stupidity of Jar Jar Binks. And it, to me, demoralizes the season and has to plummet it all the way at the bottom. Oh, just because of his stupidity. All right. I respect it. <laughs> my number 10 happens to be season one of The Clone Wars. <laughs> um, I didn't even think about the Jar Jar stuff. I just thought... Season one is good, but compared to all the other seasons and even compared to Rebels, it doesn't even compare. Yeah, for me, it 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 was it, it was also it on. like rewatching it, I was like, this show's I didn't remember this sh- show being so slow to start. Yeah, because you're at the start of the Clone Wars. Yeah, so like, but even even though we're at the start of the Clone Wars, like the show just felt like slow like the pace of it everything going on it just felt like compared to later seasons where the action is ramped up yeah so it's funny so my season i mean my uh number 10 is season three so we have and and i remember us saying off air that either our 10 or 11 would be the same or be flipped yes and Mine happens to be season three at number 10 of The Clone Wars, Secrets Revealed. Don't get me wrong. I think that this season does have some great arcs to it. Like the best arc in all of Star- in all of The Clone Wars is the Mortis arc for me. And that is in this season. But because of the whole choppiness of having things take place before and after episodes from the first two seasons, it just gets all out of hand. You know, mm. you, you do have stories here like the Mortis arc and the Citadel arc, no less, where you do get that consistent flow of time, but you're not getting it the whole way through. You're getting it not even a fourth of the way through, to be honest, because more than I feel like three fourths or more than three fourths this season is before or after 
episodes from previous seasons. This is true. So it like it lowers the value of it. Yeah, in a sense. That's where that's where I, I fall with that season. I get it. And number nine, I have Clone Wars season two. No way. That's yeah. my number nine. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow, would you look at that? Oh my gosh. So not only is that the same, but we have the same three seasons ranked in the <laughs> Eleven, the bottom three, ten yeah. and nine, yeah. Wow. Um, season two only because it's a good season, and you know we get the introduction of bounty hunters and all that stuff. But the the drama is just not there for me. I can agree. I I enjoy it. Had like a good horror aspect to it. And mm, yeah, I I remember us when we were covering season two. I remember a lot of like horror sequences. You and know, like horror homages. Yeah, you know, I, and the whole thing is, is like, it's Rise of the Bounty Hunters, also like the subtitle to it. And I felt like season two was almost like a lot of season one, where it was slow, because now we're getting an intro to all these other characters, you know? Yeah. So it wasn't like something that really was building off of something to mm-hmm. like make it stronger and get all the action that you were talking about. So we got like kind of, another slow start i felt for that season as well yeah which is totally why i agree at number nine just like you no glad we agree on that <laughs> my number i hope our number eights are a bit different okay uh but at number eight i have rebel season one jesus christ i have the same one <laughs> <laughs> um you know what? I opened with my reasoning for our first similar one. Let's. What's your reasoning for season one? So my reasoning... Because it might be the same. Yeah, it could be. My reasoning for Rebel season one is, you know, it's it's the start of something. You know, it's like, you know, I, I, I do think it's better on the action perspective on how, like, seasons one and two of the Clone Wars started. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, this is the start of the Rebellion. And we're trying to learn like who these rebels are and everything. We want to, for me, it was like that. It was a better stepping stone than what the start of the Clone Wars gave me, I would say. Yeah. And that's why I ranked it above them. Like I had, I got a better like step to go forward with the rest of the show, I would yeah. have to say. And for me, it's all that plus the different format of the show compared to the Clone Wars. You know, I like consistent flow, the consistent. Well, not not like a consistent flow, but I guess the inconsistent flow, really, because I feel feel like it's more consistent. No, it's more consistent because it's more because it's concurrent, you know, it comes one after the other. But it's not consistent in the sense where it's like the adventure of the week type thing. Yes. It's not stories being told. It's we're seeing them go on adventures. We're seeing this group of rebels you know trying to survive and join a bigger rebellion yeah almost similar to how like the mandalorian is like the different challenges the different outcomes each episode you know what each person may have to face or what they have to face as a group wow look at that we're uh we're agreeing on a lot of the same stuff here okay i hope numbers i hope we don't agree on number seven all right let's see clone wars season six okay I have a different one for number seven. (sighs) Okay. All right. I think it's a really good season, but it's just, 
it feels incomplete. Okay. Yeah, understandable. It feels like it's not. Like, I don't know. Like I know. Like I know it's. It was supposed to be the the quote unquote lost missions or whatever. But it just doesn't feel like there's nothing binding them together. You know. Like I understand. Like they're supposed to be like missions that weren't ever going to be told. But like as a season compared to like the other seasons, it's just not as meaty. You know. Like it's meaty, but it's. It doesn't. I don't have like an emotional connection. I think the only arc in this season I have an emotional connection to is the last one, okay. and maybe the end of uh, the fives arc. Okay, but that's it. You know, the the whole thing with Cypher Diaz is cool. You know, but I could have lived not knowing that. Okay, it gave me inform. It gave me information to feed my nerddom, not information that made me think something new. The only thing that made me think something new is. Of course, the fives thing, because it showed us a peek behind Order 66. Yeah. And Yoda becoming, well, learning how to do this Force Ghost thing. Yeah. So for me, now I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think like our, uh, our rank here for uh, six might be, you know, uh, similar coming up. Um, but for number seven, I have... The Clone Wars season four battle lines. So this season, listen, I think this is a great season, no less. Mm. You know, you have great arcs like Umbara. You have Darth Maul making his way through everything now. Um, what else through uh, season four? Um, like, oh. Different wars happening all over. Mm. It's the battle lines, yeah, no less. But and the foreshadowing of what is to come by General Krell, no less. Um. I think it's a great season. Um, I don't have it at number seven because of something that happens in a season that is my number six. So, which I'll explain next. So I'll let you jump to your number six, which I rebels season two. Really? Oh my God. All right. Now we're, now we're really starting to switch things up. Yeah. And my number one, you probably won't guess it either. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. Rebel season two is your number six. Ooh. Only because, yeah, because I feel like my top five is so action-packed, you know, and season two of Rebels, it's, you know, we have Ezra with his new lightsaber, and we find out Fulcrum, we find out Ahsoka's alive, so it's it's the transition, it feels like the transition to something larger, you know, Ezra's exploring his Jedi abilities, like the show is going in a direction that we can't predict. And, you know, we have the, we have Vader, you know, unveil himself. We have two, we find out that there are multiple Inquisitors. Yeah. So it's cool. And then you have that whole anxiety of will Ahsoka fight Vader? Yeah. You know, but like, I feel like that's the only thing that makes it so superior. Because when you think about, you know, my top five, I think there are just so much more going on in my top five. Yeah, compared to what goes on in this season. This season, yes, Ezra trying to learn and Kanan trying to be a better teacher to him. But like the last two episodes, we get huge, we get big stuff, you know, but that doesn't make up for the rest of the season not having that. Mm -hmm. So I have, my number six is actually the Clone Wars season six, Lost Missions. Okay. And for that, I... I'm a huge fan of the lost missions, you know, being right there when it came out, because I love the fives arc in the beginning, 
I'm a huge fan of a lot of questions being answered from the original trilogy. Uh, no, I'm sorry, the prequel trilogy movies, such as you said you could live without knowing what happened to Sifo-Dyas. Me, I had always wanted to know what went on with Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas. You know, my best friends, the Wolf Pack, were the ones there to figure it all out. You know, fuck Wolf Pack. <laughs> you like the new Wolf Pack, I know. Yeah. The one with just wolves, no fucking yeah. clones. <laughs> so I, I, I feed into those. I loved that whole thing, the cosmic force and everything, the deeper understanding, the whole thing of uh, how Master Yoda has the training for Obi-Wan on Tatooine with Qui-Gon Jinn, you know, being answered. So that's why I had thrown this season up there over uh, the battle lines, I have to say. Okay. The opening to my top five. All right. Is Clone Wars season five. Okay. Uh, you know, a lot has happened this season. It's, you know, the show gets canceled, but in this season, we see Ahsoka is like ready to let go. Yeah. And then we get that at the end of the season, she does let go of the Jedi Order. I know. Under circumstances that I don't think she wanted it's or true. she even expected. And even, you know, the bat, like Obi-Wan losing Satine. Yeah. It's huge. I know. And then we get the whole thing with Maul and Mandalore. As you Green Dizzler. Yeah. So, and then there are just other things that I just don't care for. Okay. My number five is Rebels Season 3. Mmm. Kenobi. Okay. You know, I have season three ranked a bit higher. Okay, interesting. Well, I see now. Now we're now we're really going out of sorts. We're not matching. No, yeah, because you will not guess anything after I, this point. I, I like this. I like that we're mixing it up here for the first time. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, yeah, Rebels season three. I, I, you know, I think it's a great season. I have it in my top five. We have the twin sons battle here. Ben Kenobi actually making his appearance. Um, it's our, it's the end to, you know, one of my favorites, Darth Maul or Maul otherwise, yeah. you know, the whole aspect of Ezra using the Sith holocron and the conjoining of holocrons, you know, a lot of, you know, top stuff here happening and emotional stuff, even between master and apprentice and the confusion between master and apprentice. So, yeah, but you know, Rebel season three that's that's definitely my number five. All right, coming in at number four, we have the Clone Wars's penultimate season, the final one, the closing, the end of it all, the creme de la creme season seven. Wow, season yeah. seven, number four, interesting. Uh, amazing season, wonderful season. You know, from the opening of it all, even getting a tease of Anakin and Padme's decision, the whole time we know that the war is ending, you know, where on where it starts with the Outer Rim sieges. Yeah. We find out where Ahsoka is. We get the Siege of Mandalore, which is, has been talked about so much. Finally. Um... And we, you know, we get a nice little thing with the Martez sisters, but like, I, I think it's the same thing 
the same gripe I have about season six. There's something missing. Okay. You know, I think season seven really needed the sons of Dathomir. Okay. I think if it had the son of Dathomir, that arc, it would have per- it would have been a perfect season because we see how Maul gets bro- broken out and we get we get thrown into the siege of Mandalore. We get yeah. that transition from his point of view. Okay. And we get to see we would see how Bo-Katan and why Bo-Katan ran away. Yeah. To get the Jedi. Oh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I will say I don't have that ranked at my number four. My number four. It's probably in your top two. Ooh, you're good, man. You're good. I gotta no, say. I know I am. <laughs> my number four, though, falls at Rebels Season 2. Has okay. some awesome stuff. Ahsoka joining the crew. The clones joining the crew. You know, you have Maul showing up in the end. And the whole fighting between Ahsoka, Kanan, Ezra, the Inquisitors, and Ahsoka and Darth Vader, the, the fight that we wanted shows up in this season. Like, and just hearing Darth Vader's voice with the Anakin voice to it of Ahsoka. Like, just the nostalgia, the deja vu. It's huge stuff. It's, oh, it's you know. every fran- fan's uh, nerdgasm. Yeah. Like, this, this is why it's, you know, this is one of my this is one of my top two rebel seasons right there because of bringing me back to so many memories from what, how far some characters have come throughout both shows in general. So mm. we've made it to the fun part. The top three. The top three. Coming in at number three, we have Rebels Season three. Oh, there it is. Uh, I love this season of Rebels. Good season. Good it is. Yeah, good. it is a great season. Your, your guy, the Bendu. The Bendu. The one in the middle. We get to see Obi-Wan. We see this great duel. I'm not even going to call it a fight. It's a duel between Obi-Wan and Maul. And like their exchange. And, and even the introduction to Thrawn. Yeah. And we see the good guys, the good guys lose. For once he picks them apart like it's it's amazing and it it's in the top three i mean i think the other the next two are very personal seasons for me because i i personally love them because i i just think they're they're just like super important i mean they may not be like the best seasons because I, I will say there are there are seasons on my list that are just better but they're just not my personal favorite all right well my number three falls as the Clone Wars season five. This is a top Clone Wars season for me. I love the whole thing of the bigger picture of what that of what Obi-Wan is going through and having to fight Maul and Savage. He cuts off Savage's arm, you know, he loses a Jedi in his battle with them, Adi Galea. Uh, he loses Satine, you know, in this season and Ahsoka no longer a part of the Jedi Order and the whole aspect of letting go becomes a huge factor in this, you know, in this season. And if it weren't for this season, Ahsoka wouldn't have been the person that she comes to be in Rebels, no less. This is also true. 
which is why I have to rank this season at the top number three. And at number two, the glorious number two spot. I have Clone Wars season four. I had a feeling this was going to be your one or two. Going into this, I knew this had to be one or two for you. Because for me, this season has a lot of character progression. Like a lot of people come into their own. Ahsoka comes into her own as an independent Jedi, separate from Anakin, you know, on Mon Cala helping the prince. Yeah. You know, being kind of being like his confidence, giving him that confidence. And then, you know, the Battle of Umbara. I mean, the clones killing each other, you know, their family, you know, killing brothers. Brothers. And realizing that they're not mindless droids. And then we have a Jedi gone bad, which the only Jedi gone bad that we really know of is Dooku and Anakin. And it's because they got turned by Palpatine. Mm -hmm. But this guy just got turned on his own. You know, he saw that the Clone Wars was going to end bad. So he said, I'm going to switch sides. And then Anakin, we get to see a side of Anakin that we really don't get to see or we saw for a glimpse in episode two. Mm -hmm. You know, with the whole slavery. Yeah. And, you know, him helping a slaver. And, you know, we see a side of him that even Ahsoka hasn't even seen. It's true. You know, and Asajj Ventures finally going off onto her own, becoming her own person. Yeah. She let go. Yeah, she let go of the Sith and everything. Just going to live my life, do me. Stop living for other people. Stop working for other people. Yeah. And then also we get the reveal of Darth Maul. And by the time this season ends, there's like a dark cloud looming over everything. There's a disturbance in the folds. Because even though like season five is dark, but season four sets up that that change in tone. Mm -hmm. What about you, buddy? What's your number two? My number two falls at Rebels Season 4. Ah, okay. You gotta love Rebels Season 4 with, you know, the the great sacrifices of Kanan and Ezra, the Loaf Wolves coming into the picture and saving the day and everything. And the whole thing leading up to, I don't even say A New Hope anymore. It's just the leading up to a Rogue One. You know, because Rogue One takes the, all that tone and sets it all up for a new hope. You yeah. know, like season four, just seeing this young kid develop and still get mind blown how he's the same age as Luke and Leia going through all this. And as a child, not, I, I shouldn't say child, he's what, at least 18, 18 19 years old, and he makes yeah. a decision to go against a Grand Admiral and take him into hyperspace with him with a bunch of purple. This kid yeah, sacrifices well. himself. He's not even, right. I won't even call him a kid. You know, he's, a, he's already yeah. a it, Like, it's astounding. You know, the whole... And then dealing with the grief of losing his teacher, his, his mentor. His teacher and get, letting that go, letting his family go when giving the chance to have it rewritten in the time and knowing everyone is there on his side, even a guy like Hondo Anaka, that season really shows me how well people have grown from the Clone Wars. It brought everything together. Yes. You know, just what a great mesh and fold. Even the epilogue. Yeah. Like that epilogue is amazing. 
due to the fact that I did not see that coming, that it was going to start at the end of Return of the Jedi, the war is over. Like, that was awesome. And now a whole new journey is supposed to begin, which we have to get answers for. Yeah. So, you're number one. Coming in at number one, a team of the dude Dariel selects. Rebel season four. There it is. Everything you said, plus Sabine helping her people, growing up, realizing that she wants a different way. Yeah. Not the old Mandalorian way of murder. Um, the whole thing with Palpatine in this cosmic force area. So seeing Ezra save Ahsoka. Yeah. Realizing that he was sent to this place to save her, not his master. And then the epilogue. Knowing that he's still out there. Knowing that there's an adventure that goes on after the Battle of Endor. Hope. Yeah. Knowing that Kanan had a child. Yeah. You know, Jason Sindula. Still questions to be answered about him. So many questions to be answered, but like, it is the perfect culmination of a series. Yeah. You know, it ends on a note where you're like, you're satisfied with that ending. That's true. And as in for as good as Clone Wars Season 7 is, it doesn't have the same, that same closing power, that same, you know, that same closure because you know where season seven is going to end. You know where the Clone Wars is going to end, no matter how you look at it. Yeah. You know well, it had to lead into Revenge of the Sith. Yes. So but, with Rebels, it, it like, it just feels like, I never thought about, oh, it's going to lead into A New Hope. It legit led into the end of the war. It's true. Clone Wars season seven, the final season, comes okay. in at number one. It just I must, I, you must have felt like a slap in the face hearing me. No, rank not it at so. all. <laughs> not at all. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Everyone has a different feeling when it comes to certain stories that are told within the seasons. This is true. You know, like for me, Clone Wars season seven. Yes, it's semi. You know, the Clone Wars was kind of missing some stories. Like Dark Disciple is missing from the show. Son of Dathomir is missing from the show, the comic book, those novel, the novel and everything. But mm. the Siege of Mandalore being the biggest thing to answer questions from Rebel Season 2, the Mandalorian Season 1, to answer big questions like that, to see how Ahsoka really is at the start of her new life as not claiming herself to be a Jedi. But still acting like one. You know, yeah. But to me, I I get the epic duel of Ahsoka and Mole encountering each other for the first time where you're like, hold on. You guys didn't meet yet? How did this not happen yet? Like, Yeah, like, what, what's going on? The whole aspect of it where we're left here knowing that the Mandalorians are at peace and own their own home planet. And to know that they got a happy ending here, but now it's, it's the mystery of how it was so short-lived. Like the Darksaber is in the possession of Mob Gideon. Like it's crazy mm-hmm. how this how this is to be. But this for me, it's my favorite season. I finally got what I wanted for so long. Finally, the Siege of Mandalore, no less, to know what happened to Ahsoka before Rebels. You know, and 
Rex, in a sense, to know I never killed my Jedi. <laughs> so, to me, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. And I was, was. happy with that. It was, it was a refreshing ending. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah, that's for it's sure. Not a favorite. Hey. Hey, listen. Be to them. Yeah. These uh, stories, you know, get to us uh, all differently. This is true. Something like that, Rob. This party's over. Your clone trooper, Rob Your Rockets 12617, is signing off. It's the dude, your Jedi Master, Dariel, hoping you all let the Force be with you. Always.